Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 231. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Ciao, Fire Nation. Did you know that when you choose LegalZoom, you'll be among three dozen companies on the Inc. 500 list who got their start through LegalZoom too? Visit LegalZoom.com to find the service that's right for you and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. To all you inspired entrepreneurs out there, are you ready to take your dreams and passions and ignite? If so, then FIRE Nation Elite is for you. Fire Nation Elite is a mastermind that I have formed and will be leading. If you are in need of a tribe of like-minded entrepreneurs whose sole focus is to support, motivate, encourage, and hold accountable every member within, then Fire Nation Elite is for you. Go to FireNationElite.com to find out more. That's FireNationElite.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Steve Greenbaum. Steve, are you prepared to ignite? I am. All right. Steve has served as CEO and director of PostNet International Franchise Corporation since he co-founded it in 1992. Steve is an accomplished retail professional and is directly responsible for the strategic management and direction of the company. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Steve, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then tell us about your business. Sure. Love to. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was uh, recently featured in December on Undercover Boss. If any of our listeners are interested in my personal story a little further back, but um, born and raised in Chicago, uh, relocated to uh, Las Vegas when I was a teenager identified um, about in my early 20s the the lack of uh, mailboxes and community-based postal and packaging services. Um, Started with a buddy, a um, small uh, mail shop where we did basically mailbox rentals, Uh, duplicated that a couple times, competed with each other, opened some shops for other people, and by 1985, formed a development and consulting company and put, other, put over 400 people in mail and parcel centers. And uh, uh, that went extremely well up and through the 90s where we hit the Gulf War and some economic challenges and realized that our model wasn't um, built or stable enough for not only the economic challenges, but for long-term or recurring revenue. Found franchising as an opportunity Uh, Began franchising in July of 1993 and now have over 700 locations in 10 countries around the world, with our largest international partner being in Southern Africa with 267 locations. Wow, that's a fascinating story. And one thing I just want to pull out of that that I'm a little curious about, you said that you competed. How were you competing with your partner? So we would we had um, run this shop independently successfully and we're making a pretty good living for a couple of young guys. And so we decided to open another shop and see who could drive revenue uh, faster or further. And uh, that led to other people saying, hey, 
can you do it for me? Can you help me get into business? And that's when we kind of had that moment where we said, wow, we're, we're pretty good at this. We're pretty good at opening these shops and running these shops. So we decided to uh, start a business developing those shops. Ooh, a little light bulb moment. I love <laughs> it. So this competition was like a friendly revenue sharing competition, not like a break apart, battle each other and then get back together. No, we, we saw this as an opportunity that if yes. we... No matter who won, we both won. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> that was how my sister and I used to operate when we both were waiters. We would always have competitions because we were the only two waiters at the restaurants. We'd have competitions to get the most tips that night. But in the end, we would just pull the tips and split them anyway. So we always won. Exact same strategy. So yep. Steve, let's transition now to the first real topic we always start with at Entrepreneur on Fire. And that's the success quote. We love getting that motivational ball rolling here. So take it away. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, the backstory on me is kind of a tough uh, childhood, divorced parents, a lot of obstacles. Um, I believe in the quote, you believe in your own self-value and your own worth. I don't know if I'm saying that as clearly as I need to, but um, I recently spoke at DECA, which is a uh, uh, entrepreneurship program for uh, high school and college students and shared that quote with 16,500 kids. Wow. And, and, and really what it means is that you've got to establish your own self-confidence, your own value, whether it be self-employed or otherwise, and your worth. And there'll be a lot of people that you'll compete with in this world, especially in business, that will try to make uh, you feel less than you are or that they're better, faster, stronger, more capable. And it comes down to what motivates and drives you as an individual. And that's how I've lived my life. And I have always been confident in who I am and in my values and in the way I run my business. And that, um, that strong sense of self is very powerful and it's critical to success in business. So critical. So just one more time for our listeners, what is just the quote itself? You establish your own self-worth and value. That is just great stuff, Steve. It's a perfect transition to our next section, which is failure, which are challenges and obstacles that as entrepreneurs, we face every single day on certain levels. But this is about your journey, your story. So Steve, take us back to a time when you just failed or when you faced a challenge or obstacle that you really had to dig deep to overcome. And how did you overcome that? For our business and industry over the last 30 years, there have been dynamic changes in the marketplace. And um, you can kind of equate what's happened in the packing and shipping uh, industry to uh, very similar to the uh, video rental business um, or other businesses that had large scale and all of a sudden they met demand and the model started to change in companies that didn't change. For an example, look at uh, Blockbuster Video versus um, some of the online video delivery Netflix. services. Yeah, Netflix, great example. So in my particular case, we had an industry that slowly over time has been changing. And the big change, quite frankly, has been from business to consumer to business to business. So the challenge has been recognizing the uh, rate of change and adapting the business model to the business to business customer, but not moving too slow to miss the opportunity and not moving too quickly to um, alienate the consumer customer who's still a very big part of our business and very important to us. Um, so there's a sensitivity. There's a, a real um, need to be 
uh, uh, to understand the challenges, uh, you know, in the marketplace and really what customers want and need. It's very customer driven. So uh, I would suggest to you that one of those challenges has been uh, keeping our finger on the pulse of the customer. And how we've overcome that is by um, providing um, the services that businesses want and need in an exceptionally different way than the general consumer. So it's, uh, it's more relationship and recurring revenue, and it's more of a business account approach where our walk-in or traditional customers really uh, very much uh, like you would experience uh, walking into any shop in the country. So, Steve, let's now transition to the other end of the spectrum. You shared a challenge that is ongoing in your business, which is really a valuable challenge because every business faces it on every single day because we're in a very fast-paced, fast-moving world. And if you're not able to face those challenges, you're not going to succeed. But at some point in your journey, you've had an aha moment and you've already shared a great aha moment that you had when you realized there's a niche that needs to be filled out there. There's something that people need that's not being provided. And you went out and you created that and you filled that niche. Share with us another aha moment you've had when a light bulb went off and be specific. Tell that story. And how do you turn that moment into success? Sure. Well, I think the biggest aha moment for this organization and for me personally was the moment when we found franchising because quite frankly we had been in this wonderful independent small business and we had developed multiple small businesses like it and then scaled into a independent development company and helped hundreds of people into business but the model wasn't scalable and we didn't have the revenue or the resources to provide the type of support that the uh, clients wanted and needed to really take their business to the next level. So it took an economic downturn. It took uh, some real um, challenges where uh, we got to a point of where as we looked at our business model, we, we couldn't grow anymore. People weren't investing in small businesses uh, during uh, you know, those difficult economic times in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. And then with the advent of the Gulf War, we literally found ourselves standing in a business with uh, no future and after having developed, uh, you know, a multi-million dollar business. So in going out and looking at how do we convert this model to something that's scalable, something where we can add more value, where there is a, a recurring revenue piece, which would enable us to provide what customers want and need, what franchise, what the business owners wanted and needed. That was that moment we found franchising. And it's funny when people ask me, what is the biggest regret that you have in your business? The biggest regret is not finding franchising sooner. Because it was a model that enabled us to create the organization that was necessary to build a global brand. When you did learn about franchising, what specific steps did you take to gain the knowledge necessary to create and scale it? Yeah. So the first step was to join the International Franchise Association. And back to that comment, surround myself with people that were doing it, that understood it, that did it well. Um, so getting involved in that community and understanding how they do things. The next was reading and research. Um, and that was really before the Internet was, uh, uh, you know, uh, prevalent. So a lot of homework, a lot of reading, a lot of research. And then finally, um, good legal counsel, finding a law firm that understood. One of my challenges, to be honest with you, I didn't originally want a franchise because my perception was that it was kind of a heavy handed big brother um, controlling relationship and it wasn't very entrepreneurial. And what I found was 
franchising is a legal structure that gives you the, the ability to build goodwill and systems and trademarks and to replicate a successful business model. But the relationship you have with your franchisee is dictated by the culture of the organization, not the contract. And so when I recognized we could build the kind of a franchise company that shared our values, uh, you know, that, that exemplified our values, um, I was ready to do it. So what's the most successful advertising and or marketing campaign that you conducted that brought a lot of people on board? Our most successful campaigns are still local. They're still in the local community and with the integration of, um, in other words, integrated marketing solutions are really the way to go today. So the integration of using your website, using printer direct mail, using um, local uh, you know, visits with that same customer, personal touches, uh, social media to support the campaign. Um, so we use web print, local, mobile, and social. And if you think about that, uh, that mix of strategies, the way that they touch and integrate with the customer, uh, that has helped us build the most successful campaigns we have here. Nice. So Steve, have you had an I've made it moment? No, no, to be honest with you, um, my vision for the business and the brand in terms of the global scale has has always been a, a little bigger than we are right now. And uh, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. I have had an I made a moment. Every time I'm with a successful franchisee that has uh, just had a franchisee this week, their, their child just graduated a very a fine college here uh, in Colorado. And of course, they funded that through uh, the success of their PostNet Center. So nice. every time I get to experience the success of a PostNet franchisee, that's kind of an I made it moment for me. That's great to hear. And I love this question because every entrepreneur answers it differently. Some entrepreneurs, like you started with, say, no, I've not had an I've made a moment. And I potentially never will have an I've made a moment because I will look at that as the end of the journey. And I never want to be in the end of the journey. But it's great to hear that you did take a second and you realized that, yeah, I do have I've made a moments every single time one of these babies that I've created has all grown up and it's provided for others. And that's just really powerful on a lot of levels because the journey is what we have as entrepreneurs. That's the most powerful thing that we can really grasp onto because it's our life. So at this moment in time, Steve, are you enjoying the journey? And if so, why? Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the journey. And uh, I will tell you, I, I'm blessed. I have woke up for 30 years every morning excited, looking forward to come to work. Some days are not so great. Other days are over the top, but, but I love what I do. I love helping other people succeed. And I think that's the trait of a good leader. I'm not suggesting I'm a good leader, but um, to me, it's incredibly inspiring to be in a position to, um, to help to enable other people to succeed. So I'm excited about it every day. I love what I do. And I also love the fact that in our particular business, it evolves with consumer needs and technology. So that simple little pack and ship business back in the 80s that you could operate with a cigar box for a cash register and a bathroom scale to weigh packages <laughs> is now a sophisticated uh, digital marketing business that's uh, helped small businesses thrive. How could that not be exciting? Oh, I think it's exciting. And speaking of exciting, let's move into your current business because you do have a lot of things that are exciting that are going on right now in your business. So Steve, share with us a couple things that are just really 
incredibly exciting you right now. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So uh, as I mentioned, um, we have really evolved into becoming a resource for small business in the community. And so in addition to our um, shipping and mailing services and our um, diversified printing services, we've moved very much now into digital marketing support mobile marketing. And so that's very exciting. We, now you can go into a PostNet center. We can do a full website, full website design, custom website with an online shopping cart. We can help you with search engine optimization and manage um, uh, your customer data with you. We can assist you in a mobile marketing platform. So if you're a small business owner and you want to uh, have a channel to your loyal customers to promote products and services or revenue on demand strategies where from three to five o'clock today, we have specials on certain products or services. PostNet can help you with that. Um, so that that's very exciting um, and inspirational. We have a business planning support service now. So if you're a small business owner and you just want to make a decision on how to grow my small business forum, where I am, where I want to go, we've got business planning services and products to help you do that. So we are um, really that uh, go-to place for small business in the community. And by adding these services and products and technical support, you can also, by the way, um, do mobile payment processing systems through PostNet. So if you're working in the field, taking orders in the field, uh, and you uh, need to accept and take payment processing in the field, we can set you up with that as well. So, so really the advent of enabling small businesses through technology is one of the most exciting things happening here right now. Well, it couldn't be better timing because, I mean, those are all critical pieces to running a successful business these days, and it's just such a good marriage of the two. So powerful stuff. And Steve, do you have kind of a far-reaching goal into the future, a vision, so to speak, that you're looking forward to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's interesting when you start out, your vision is always about scale, right. you know, millions of dollars or, uh, or billions of dollars or numbers of units or something like that. But my vision for the future now is to, I mean, I would like to uh, launch our brand on um, at least 25 countries around the world successfully. And I would like to um, kind of unite those, uh, those countries into one, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, universal brand. Because if you see PostNet in Southern Africa or you see PostNet in uh, Europe or wherever, wherever we may be located or South America, the culture is the same but the business model is adapted for the marketplace. And so uh, kind of creating the universal vision for the brand and the continued uh, global expansion of the brand is, is, is where I'm at right now. Well, I do look forward to tracking your progress, Steve. So Fire Nation, we're going to quickly thank our sponsor, LegalZoom, the go-to provider of affordable legal protection. Don't be mistaken. Whether you're getting ready to start your business, protect your family, or safeguard your assets, LegalZoom has a service that can help. LegalZoom offers award-winning services developed by the best legal minds in the country. And the great thing about LegalZoom is that every business or family who engages with them gets personalized attention from start to finish. That's why over 90% of LegalZoom customers would recommend the service to their family. LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction, but there's so much more. Now, every LLC and incorporation package includes easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value, 
for free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Start your business, protect your family, and safeguard your assets at LegalZoom.com today. Referral code FIRE. So now we've reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. (laughs) All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, Nothing ever held me back. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. I shoveled snow, raked leaves, mowed lawns, and uh, I have been built and wired as an entrepreneur my whole life. What is the best business advice you've ever received? Your first loss is your best loss. We'll make mistakes in business. Sometimes those will be financial. Sometimes those will be, uh, uh, you know, uh, decisions. And and smart business owners know, A, I'm never going to do that again, especially if it was detrimental. And B, I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going to not lose the confidence to make decisions and not lose the confidence to invest in my business as long as I understand where I made the mistake. Nice. What's something that's working for you right now? Something that's working for me right now is focusing on myself. Quite frankly, I have given um, you know, a lot of hours and 30 years to a business. And so I think entrepreneurs need to focus on their self a little bit. So I've taken up running, swimming, cycling. I've actually done my first couple of triathlons. And I think it's critical that while we're all focused on success, you got to take care of yourself to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. Cool stuff. Well, listening to podcasts is a great time during your triathlons, not during the swimming portion of it. (laughs) (laughs) So what's something that's working for PostNet right now? I would say the biggest thing working for PostNet right now is the demand from the small business customer for our products and services. It's been embraced at such an incredible level. Small business owners don't have sophisticated marketing departments. Marketing companies are looking for bigger client bases. So there's this incredible gap between the products and services we sell uh, into the small business community. So we have become a, a very important resource in the community to help small businesses grow. Mm. I'm excited about that niche you're filling. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? It's going to sound uh, you know, kind of casual, but Google is my most powerful resource. Oh, we actually get that a lot, Steve. We moved our entire organization into the Google Apps environment. So right. PostNet uh, so, so postnet.com is hosted in the Google Apps environment. We're connected to franchisees around the country and around the world. We share documents. We share information. They can instant message me on the spot. So we're not just using Google for search. We use Google to really generally communicate and conduct business. I love that. And that's exactly how I run Entrepreneur on Fire. It's all run through Google Apps. And I just love when I hear other entrepreneurs and businesses say that they're moving to this platform because it's so powerful. It's so interconnected, so much in the cloud, Google Docs, everything about it is just great and it's powerful. And it's so easy for just that entrepreneur starting off to get there very reasonably with a very powerful engine. So I love that. Just remember, John, we have eliminated servers, software licenses, um, and we're more efficient now because of the instant touches. I mean, I have franchise owners. I've got uh, vendors that will instant message me. Hey, are you available? Can you chat? Uh, I have a quick question. And so I'm, I'm even more efficient oh, because of the tool. Isn't that incredible? Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and 
everything that we've been talking about today, entrepreneuronfire.com slash Steve Greenbaum. So Steve, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? I would recommend Uncommon Wisdom. It's written by Tom Feltenstein. The subtitle is Live a Joyful Life with Financial Success. And it's, a, it's an older publication, but it has a lot of value. It's a, great, it's a great book. Wonderful. Well, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So, Steve, this next question's the last question, but it's my favorite, and it's also kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? (laughs) That is a good question. (laughs) So because I understand that business is really driven by consumer needs, I would probably sit down with that laptop and I would use that money to capture customer data. I would create a method of being able to poll or to reward or incentivize people to share with me what their pain points are, what, what products or services or what needs or niches needed to be filled in that new world marketplace, which would enable me with enough information then to think about how I was going to create the business uh, uh, to support that new world. Well, Steve, you've given us just actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. The parting information is going to be something you've heard from a lot of entrepreneurs, but the love what you do, do what you love thing makes all the difference in the world. I think that probably is part of the DNA of an entrepreneur. Um, I can be reached at um, www.postnetfranchise.com. And there's a lot of information about my organization and myself. I can be found at www.postnet.com. And if someone wants to email me direct, they're welcome to at CEO at postnet.com. Fire Nation is well aware they can get the links to everything at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Steve Greenbaum. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Hey, yo, Fire Nation. Have you checked out Smart Talk yet? Smart Talk is a comprehensive communications guide which includes chapters on persuasion, negotiation, developing business contacts, delivering feedback, receiving criticism, diplomacy, charisma, and more. Take the free Smart Talk Challenge for a chance to win an Apple iPad Mini. Visit smarttalksuccess.com. That's smarttalksuccess.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.